up? What's up? Not Man Enough Podcast. We're missing one of our people, man. But we added another. Yeah. We still have three. One head got chopped off, another grew back. (laughs) And his name is Sam Cummins, (laughs) y'all. Sam is back. Sam is back, and we're missing Matt, man. I don't know if we can do this. I don't know if we can do it, but we're going to try. Rest in peace, man. He's the glue. He's the glue he, that holds, he holds all. us all together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with hugs and whatnot. <laughs> now, um, yeah, it's it's gonna be different, no doubt. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll try and make it through, man. We'll try and make it through. Um, yeah, that might that might happen going forward, though, where one of us is out. So, yeah, we we're actually Sam's hopefully gonna be more of a permanent. Um, co-host i'm looking at you like you're like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah as much as much as i am able i would love to i enjoy it every single time sweet so yeah, yeah that's kind of and yeah it it helps because i think to have good conversation you need three three people and so it helps if one of us is missing not feeling good we're busy well, someone else can just step in. Well, I, don't, I don't know, though, because you know what they say? Three is a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> it's only if you're dating someone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. We're, we're, yeah. We aren't dating each other, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted the long pause. <laughs> long pause. Yeah, great. Oh, <laughs> People are wondering, like, what no, in the world? No, we all have either wives, girlfriends, something like that. Not plural, not a plurality. <laughs> <laughs> Trinity's got multiple. That's, that's why he can't say three is a crowd. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't know. I feel pretty comfortable with three. That's, yeah, that's about my limit. <laughs> you know, I really it. resonate with Solomon on this point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Old Testament, man. I mean, <laughs> come, on, come on now. He wow. was wise, right? <laughs> Surely yeah. he was in the right there. Yeah. <laughs> Surely that wasn't part of the downfall of him. Um, yeah. No. Anyway, so we're going to talk about um, a subject that I think that the church gets, uh, I don't want to say they get it wrong a lot. Well, yeah, I don't mind saying that. Uh, it's a, it's a difficult subject. Um in the sense of application and the way that we view our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's kind of where I'm coming from is um, also in discipleship, kind of like we brought last time, like how does this relate to men in the church? Well, this subject, it will relate in the sense of like, so that you can know, uh, let me put it this way. This, if a misunderstanding of this, you could have a, you could have a lot more burdens dumped on your head um and you could feel like you have to add up to something that you were never meant to add up to if that makes any sense and it will make sense it will make sense once i mention the subject matter um and so that's kind of why we're hitting on this is because it it will help men to know um it'll help in that area but also help them not to do the same to others within the church. And so um, that subject is going to be on spiritual gifts within the church. And kind of the, the whole point is, is how should we view that? Um, it seems, and 
I guess let me just say where I'm coming from. It seems like a lot of churches that you go into, or a lot of times you hear it preached, is basically every Christian is put in the same mold. Like you're supposed to look like this. Like this is what you're supposed to look like. And it's like, oh, you better be doing this, and you better be doing that, and you better be doing this. And it's like this list. And the truth is, is that all of us have varying gifts. And Christ has given gifts to the church. And, um, yeah, and that, that, that we're just, I'm just going to stop, ta- I'm not going to go any more into it until we get into conversation. But that's where we're coming from here, is how should we view spiritual gifts? Um, and we're going to bring scripture, and, and we're going to just kind of talk about it. Sound good? Sick. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Let's do it. So, yeah. So, um, Sam, why don't you start us off with scripture and let's let's see where we get from there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, probably starting in verse 7. Um, let's see. He starts with, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. So, already we see that grace... These gifts are given, uh, so they're not something that is just we're born with necessarily. It's a gift. It's something given to us. It's it's not necessarily like a talent or something. You know, it's actually something the spirit does work in us. Right, right. But so um, like playing chess isn't like yeah, so <laughs> yeah. But right. that doesn't mean that the Lord doesn't build off of the talents and gifts He's already given you naturally. Exactly. So for instance, like you might be. Gifted at communicating. Well, the Lord might give you the gift of preaching or something like that. Anyway, continuing on. uh, Verse 8. Therefore it says, when he ascended on high, and by he it means Christ. So when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. And saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower regions of the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. So already we see that there's uh, multiple different, these are offices really, uh, that that have different gifts and different uh, uh, just differences. And the purpose of all gifts is for the building up of the body. That's right. So for so our, our gifts aren't for ourselves. They aren't for us to spend on ourselves, but they're for right. the rest of the body. And the reason Paul uses this uh, illustration of a body is because it, it's so fitting. It's like we're you're not you may be a finger, but I'm not I'm not. You know, I might be a foot. Right. In, in that sense, in, in the sense that we're gifted differently, we look different, yet we all function to serve one purpose, and that's for the upbuilding of the body for Christ's glory, that who is the head. Right. And so right off the bat from this, we see, you know, the purpose and the meaning behind why we have spiritual gifts and why there is a variance in it. And, and also, if you think about it, it's so that we rely on each other. You know, not Absolutely. not become so dependent on our ourselves, right. but dependent upon Christ, our head, um, and and He uses His church to make us dependent up upon Him to a deeper degree and strengthen our faith. So, yes. so anyway, so gifts are given, uh, offices are created from Christ, and it's to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body. And he says, until we all attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So again, like a body, we're growing together in Christ-likeness, like 
our head so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes yeah. the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Properly. Probably. So, so in other words, uh, the stomach's not being the heart. Exactly. <laughs> the heart's not being, this, that wouldn't be proper. A foot isn't being a hand because that wouldn't be proper unless yep. you're like a monkey. And but. It, it's also like, you know, it's like without. But we're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's like, it also, it's like, you know, what, what good is the heart without the lungs? That's right. Or what good is, are the lungs without a heart? You know the the lungs yes. can provide oxygen into the bloodstream, but without a without a heart, it's not going to bring oxygen. It's not going to bring life into the bloodstream. It's not going to provide but, sustenance. Yeah, but Sam, hear me out. I want to be a heart man. Oh, although I'm a lung, man. why can't I be a heart too? Oh man, why can't I be a heart too, man? Oh, somebody's told me I need to be a heart. <laughs> that, Okay, I'm joking, obviously. That's true. That's, no, that's, that's, that's joking that's, with a hint of truth, yes, though. That's, that's the point is so many times, and I think that the, I always go to this example because it's probably the most egregious, okay, in my opinion. Maybe I'll disagree. Is that when you hear from behind the pulpit um, that you better be a, um, a good evangelist, like you better be like the evangelist, basically, yeah. and that is a gifting that some people excel at. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't be sharing the gospel, and I'm not saying that that's not a good thing. Yeah, and you we're all take, called to do that. We're all called to take the opportunities we have. Yeah, but okay? there's a difference between that and being an evangelist. An evangelist yeah, that's right. That's a position. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a gift. Yeah, and it, it was actually an office is how it was usually used in yes. scripture early, er, and, earlier in time. And so many times we talk about evangelism as like, oh, man, you better be going out on the street. You better be, you know, preaching. And the truth is, is the way I view it is, it's like, okay, God hasn't given everybody the same uh, giftings in that. Just be faithful in what you've been given. And when the opportunities present themselves, take it. That's the key, right? Yeah. Um, is... um for the people that are more shy and don't like like so so many of us have all these different personality types and all these different things and and we struggle in different ways but the thing is is like taking a person that um does not have that gifting at all it's it would be like me telling someone who is the shyest person in the world who doesn't really know how to put together any kind of sermon or communicate well and say go preach yeah, it is. And we do that so many times with even stuff like evangelism. Like, well, you should be excellent at evangelism, and, and, you know? And it's like, okay, but, you know, there's people that excel at that, and there's some that don't. I mean, do you, do you hear what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm not saying absolutely. evangelism's bad. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Absolutely. No, no, no. no. Yeah. And something that's even similar to that is, you know, um, you know how many times I've been asked, oh, are you going to be a pastor? Or are you going to, you're, you're a young Christian man, you going to be a pastor? Like, you know, and it's like not every young guy who's a Christian. Who's passionate about the word. Who's passionate about <laughs> scripture. 
is going to be a haphazard. Yeah. Or it's like, yeah. oh, you play guitar? Yeah. Oh, you going to be on worship? Well, I you, think that there's, music? there's a misunderstanding um, in the giftings and the roles. And this is where I'll say, again, this is a questionable one. This is one that maybe I'll even push back on. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong. But um, when it comes to like all the qualifications for like an elder, okay? And so we take that. And yes, don't get me wrong. Most of the qualifications for an elder, every man should be growing in. And that's what, of course, you should want to be self-controlled. But some don't have the aptness to teach, which it... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Teaching is part of that. That's like one of the biggest things. I mean, if you don't have that, it's like you're like that. And that is what an elder yes, does. Yes, you know? and that's that's my whole point is I always bring forward teaching, and I'm like, there's somebody. Also, they're supposed to be hospitable. Yeah, and it's like, well, yeah, we should and all that's be. Another gift, by the way. That's too. another yeah. gift, and so it's like, well, I hear it said all the time, all the time. Well, every Christian, every Christian man should just seek that that right there. What it says about an elder, every man should try and be. It's like, hold Which on. Those are good qualities, but not, but <laughs> some of there's capabilities yeah, in yes, some, some areas. That's great. But we're also doing away with, well, then everybody should be qualified to be an elder in that case. Yeah. Then it gets really weird. It, it and pietistic gets, it, yes. Or legalistic where it's like, it's like, if you're like, why aren't you an elder? You're in sin. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? I mean, <laughs> like that's the it, conclusion. It, that's it, the yeah. logical Everybody. Conclusion. And then you're doing away with, well, not many should seek to be leaders because they'll be held to a greater judgment. Uh, right. Yeah. It's yeah. doing away yeah. with that. And yeah. it's like, um, anyway, that, that, that's just an example. I mean, we, we could go on and on about that. It's just the fact of like, so what are the things that we should be growing in? Well, all of the fruits of the spirit, right? That's for every Christian yep. to yeah. be growing in, yeah. but not these external like gifts that, yep. you know, I think that the, and correct me if I'm wrong, cause you probably know a lot more about that passage than I do. Cause you said you've taught on it before. Yeah. I've, pre I've preached it once before. Okay. Is if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, he is quoting a psalm when he talks about he ascended and descended yes, and, and that, he gives yeah. out gifts. Yeah, and it was about correct. a conquering king. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. A conquering king. And then he disperses the gifts as he see fit, as yeah. he sees fit to yeah. his people. Not everybody's getting the same gift. Nope. Mm -hmm. And it's... Um, and this is why, like, you know, <laughs> we tend to overemphasize musical ability, teaching, preaching, evangelizing, all these, right? Um, we overemphasize those. Like, like, man, those are the gifts. But what about the... Um, yeah, the ones that are extravagant. What about... Of. Yeah, what are, the ones that people see. What about the person who their spiritual gift is praying, is prayer, and they uh, are kind of in the background, they're quiet, um, maybe don't even talk much, but they sit there and they pray at their home for hours we esteem church we esteem those modest parts with more honor that's right and yeah yeah we were yes and that's that's the thing is it's so clear in scripture that the things that are unseen are so important and they glorify god i say it this way is that there will be the person that has been praying for people within the congregation who has been doing all these things behind the scenes that nobody sees and that will come to light in front of everyone one day. Yeah. And it won't be to the glory of that person. It will be no, to the glory no, no. of Christ. Exactly. The one who gave the gift. The one who gave <laughs> the gift. And and 
everybody will be able to glorify God because of that. Amen. But this person has stepped back in this life and not might didn't want the um, <clears throat> to focus on them. Yeah, and and I'll, I'll just read um, second uh, first Peter. I'm sorry, first uh, Peter four. Um, let's see. I'm gonna start. I guess I'll start in ten. First uh, Peter four ten. As each has received the gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. We discussed that right before we started the podcast. Yep. Varied grace. So there's variations in this uh, gifting and and that the things that we should be stewards of. However, uh, no, sorry. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. Huge, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So the purpose, there's, there's two purposes to serving the church. There's the building up of the church, and serving your brothers and sisters in Christ, that's how you love them. That's how you serve them with the gifts that God has given you, whatever it might be. And then it glorifies God. And I would argue that it glorifies God most when you're willing to step back and not take the credit for it. When you're willing to sit in the background and do yeah. these things. It's so, it's, it, I will say it's easier for the, the more modest gifts to be able to do that than it is for the more extravagant gifts. You oh, know? yes. Because, Absolutely. And, and that's sort of the issue that Paul ran into in, in like 1 Corinthians, you know, because the Corinthian church, uh, for background, historical sort of thing, you know, they were arguing over spiritual gifts and stuff. And back <laughs> right. then, like tongues, prophecy, like this was way more prevalent, maybe completely uh, more prevalent than today. I, I'm not a strict cessationist in the sense of that. They could you know, happen. Yeah, yeah right. I'm not like, I'm not like dead cessationist, like, oh, it's ne- it can never happen again. Like, right. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not confident enough to be able to say that. But anyway, that's a different, I'm, I'm not wanting to get into that. Right. But anyway, the, the, the problem with the Corinthians church, church was that uh, people were, basically using their gifts to abuse others and then basically bash other people whenever they didn't have maybe the more extravagant gifts, like speaking in tongues, like speaking another language, like without even knowing another language. That's pretty fantastical, you know, or like prophecy, like being able to speak an oracle of God, like immediately. And these things were highly esteemed and considered great, you know, obviously, because they are, they're very uh, theatric if you think about them. But then again, they were to the detriment of the more modest gifts because they were, they were pushing the modester gifts, which are so crucially important to the church. It's like, that's what Paul was saying in first Corinthians. He's like, you know, I could speak in the tongues and the angel of of angels and like, but what use is it if I don't have love? Because look, it's like, how is this benefiting the church? Well, if there's no interpreter, I'm just babbling. Yeah. Like that's pretty much how it's going right now. But it, the person who's serving, who's behind the scenes, who maybe appear to be more modest, they're doing so much for the church. Right. And it's like the Lord, the Lord works in this way a lot, doesn't he? Where he takes something that is great and then humbles it and then takes something that is already humble and then exalts yep. it. That's Th- just how that, the Lord works. That oh, passage yes. completely just obliterates the um, kind of word of faith type or charismatic movement where truly the the 
marks of how well you're doing as a Christian is based on um, if you can speak tongues in yeah. tongues. But it's not even yeah. like real tongues, like languages. As if, if you can mumble well, yeah. garbage. That's well, a more extreme case, too, where like they're, that like what we're talking about of like forcing gifts upon others. That's, that's because where that I was going. Well, that's yeah. where I was going is because people have forced um, like, okay, I, I agree with Sam, though, I think, maybe, we haven't talked about this before, that I'm not a pure cessationist, as in the sense they yeah. could never exist. Yeah, that's where yeah, I'm kind of at. In other words, if God wanted to still use that gift somewhere, he could, but yeah. it would have to be properly used. Yeah, and I'm not, I believe that whenever he says that these things will cease, that he's speaking in a, a total eschatological sense, like total right. end times, not so, necessarily like... So that, right. that being said, um, Paul when he's talking about tongues, it was being forced on people so much to where he's actually implying, if you read the text and the way that he's talking about the people speaking in tongues, is that people were speaking even falsely in tongues because they thought it was such a great thing. Does that make sense? Because because he's like, literally, if hey, if you don't have an interpreter, like you're just speaking, actually tongues was for judgment against the unbelieving yeah. Jew. And he was saying it's better that you'd like prophesy it if you want because everybody could understand yes. gift because at least people can understand, understand you it. and are going to be built yeah. up by it. And I'm not I don't look I'm not trying to get an argument about people who speak in tongues. What I'm saying is is within the Corinthian church it was being forced out there. It was being promoted. I don't want to say forced. They were taking well, it pride being battered, you know. Yeah, like uh, these are the great gifts and so everybody needs to move in these things or you're yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah. And that was the point that Paul was trying to bring down. He's like, well, you could have these gifts, even if they are real. You know, he kind of bashes on it and says, like, if you don't have an interpreter, it's useless. And then on top of that, you should actually want prophecy more. I mean, if you wanted to, but, if you wanted to boil down where the problem is into like a quick phrase or sentence, the church gets into problems when they start focusing more on what man can do versus how man can serve. Um, if it's all about can you do this, can you do that, and that's like some type of litmus test to your faith yeah. versus oh. versus like focusing on like how am I serving my local church because one of those is extremely prideful yeah, and is self-serving, and the other one is right for the upbuilding, well, the, the uplifting the, of again, the saints. Okay, so the speaking in tongues thing, if the people would have thought that way, what's actually serving the church, they wouldn't have been so obsessed with getting up in front of everybody and speaking in tongues. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. It, it would have fixed the problem. They would have been yeah. doing it out of love, whatever they were doing. And yeah. It's not just the Corinthian church. It's it's our church. Yeah, we're, it, it, we, it we, we kind of got stuck on that, the, right? But yeah. into now and just to kind of show that that's, there's not new. And the Pentecostal movement and stuff, it's like yeah. the exact same thing going on. There's not new sins and new evil. It's 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 the it's what the human heart does. Well, it's it's the thing. Okay, so we we kind of nailed that down. Within certain movements, yes, it's more like it's done in different ways. Okay, so yeah. we're picking yeah. on them right now about speaking in tongues and trying to force that on everyone. Yeah, but we were, we're what we were thinking more of is even just in our personal church context because That's it's right. not just with it's speaking not just in like, It's not like we're pointing fingers <laughs> yeah. at them. Yeah. We can They're go real. to our own yeah. churches. Yeah. We fall into it in the same way. It's just It looks yeah. a little bit different. I, I think typically where maybe reform circles tend to fall into it is with evangelism and, and preaching and, and preaching. And preaching. I, I yeah. think that's typically because you have a whole bunch of guys who are 
really fired up and passionate about scripture, yeah. which is awesome. And by also the, way. the Reformed tradition not bad. emphasizes on scripture. The Reformed tradition emphasizes scripturally that preaching is central. You know, yes, so it does. That's one. That's one. So, and those are great tendency. things. Those are yeah. great, great yeah. things. The fact that you have young men who are fired up about about scripture, and they they they're excited about you know teaching others and and preaching to others and and uh, and evangelizing all that good, great. No qualms with that. The problem is, is they start trying to cram everybody into the same mold. You try taking the triangle blocks and fitting them in the square blocks. Like they don't fit there. That's not their. That's not their job. So then you have a whole bunch of Christians. You have you have moms who are thinking, well, I guess me taking care of my kids and changing diapers all day isn't good enough. You have guys who are maybe more quiet and shy, but they're hard workers who do present the gospel when they have the opportunity thinking, well, I'm not doing enough and I need to present the gospel more at work when they just don't really have the opportunity. So they make something happen. You have other people. I mean, it just, it affects everywhere. Like, you know, yeah, it's the lungs trying to be the heart, heart trying to be the lungs. And, and that, that sort of goes into, uh, Corinthians, uh, of what Paul talks about. And it's like, insert your spiritual gift here. I mean, whenever he's talking about this, like fill in the blank. Right. right. And what he says is, um, and, uh, first Corinthians 12, uh, starting in verse 14, he says, for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. And so that's sort of saying, that's sort of speaking to like the discouraged believer, you know, in the sense of like, I'm not an eye, like, oh man, like yeah. I'm not actually having a gift. Yeah. And then next, watch this, next, in the next paragraph, starting in 21, he talks about more of the the person who's doing the battering. And he says, the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Right. So it's like he's addressing both groups, you know, yeah. the one who's being battered and then the one, the one discouraged and then the yeah. one who is sort of, you know, very prideful, not sort of, but they are, right. you know, they're right. prideful. And he says, the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor, like we were saying earlier. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. And I love how he he keeps bringing the point back to love. Yeah, and I like the way that he says all rejoice together. Uh, Here's what I'm getting at is everybody feels like if they're not like really knocking it out of the park at going around and witnessing to people in the streets and that they're, you know, Look, build relationships at your work, and like I said, take the opportunities to speak of the gospel to them. 
pray for opportunities if you're not good at creating those. That's fine. Like, I'm not saying don't do those things, but they feel like they're failing. And the reason is, is because they've exalted these other giftings and these other things. And the truth is, is how does Paul talk there? He talks about all the body working together. Yeah. And and here's the thing is what we're doing is we're separating ourselves out. When we do things like that, when we go to work and we go into our daily lives, it's like we're splitting ourselves off from the body of Christ and acting like it's all on us now. Yeah. yeah. And that's the issue because the truth is, is like in, in Paul's ideas and the ones that he preaches of, and I mean, all through the New Testament, is the way that he speaks is that, yeah, the gospel is going to go out. And how is it going to go out? It's going to go through out through the body of Christ as a whole. So, yeah, you might not be the one on the street corner and going out and witnessing and preaching, but you know what? You might be giving behind the scenes so that someone else can. Yeah. Yeah. You, do you, so yeah. you are. The person in the hole and the person with the rope. <laughs> that's So you te- you are promoting the gospel. Yeah. And that's why I get so frustrated, especially on like, I always throw the evangelism one out there because it's like, oh, well, you're not doing your thing. You're not doing enough. And it's like, they might be giving behind the scenes. Another example would be like, even encouragement, like encouraging. I think that's a, encouragement is a spiritual gift. Oh, absolutely. You can have a guy, I'm having names pop in my head right now, who men who are extremely encouraging. Yeah. And they encourage the guys that go evangelize. And those guys need it. Because guess what? Sometimes when you go out evangelizing, it's really discouraging because oh, people very. hate you. Yes. Yes, very. Um, in fact, we've got a group of men uh, about to go to a pride parade to, I think by the time this comes out, it already yeah, I'll wave. I'll wave to them while I'm passing on the float. They're <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Is it manly? <laughs> But, uh, Joking. <laughs> I didn't expect that. That was good. Hey, is, is that Jonathan? <laughs> what? Is, what? Celebrating pride. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. They've seen me. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, we've got a group of men going up there to uh, evangelize at, at a pride parade. And, um, and these guys have done it before and talk, talking to some of them, and they talked about how discouraging it is. Absolutely. I mean, you know, um, you're you're trying to share the gospel with someone, and you're getting things thrown at you. You have some some dude like twerking on you and stuff like that. I mean, this is just the reality. <laughs> no, that happened. Oh my god, that, well, that, that happened. That actually happened. One of our guys was trying to preach the gospel, and a dude was twerking on. That's him. sexual like, harassment. Like it literally, oh, yeah, that's literally yeah. sexual harassment. So this is just that's oh, crazy. it is. But this this is the kind of stuff that happens. So so you come out of that a place that's just so dark and so wicked. Yeah, you're gonna need the guy who can encourage. Yeah. But the guy who can encourage isn't doing anything wrong because he wasn't at the... Yeah, you don't want to co- like, come back and then be like, man, where were you whenever he's just like trying to help you? Well, the thing is, is like also it has to... It's not all on the people that like... Like you were saying, it goes to both sides. There's people that lord their gifts over other people. And like, why aren't you like me? You sh- Everybody should be like me. But then there's the people that despair and they look at the people that have the great gifts. And I think that you deal with this with men in seminary. There's a lot of people who go to seminary. Why? Because they think they have to be a preacher because that's all that matters. But they're not called to be a preacher. Yeah. I mean, I've I've seen many men and it's like, there's no way that you're a pastor. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not like 
And some of them might. Maybe God could do something in our lives. But not to say that everybody goes to seminary. You know, you can go to seminary to be. No, uh, look, I'm, I'm not getting. You know, yeah. You know, and, and there's and so I, many different reasons. So I don't want to say that. I but don't want to caveat time, everything. But, uh, no, we don't want to caveat everything. But I was going to build off your point. But at the same time, there are men who do go to seminary. Uh, and, and you can talk to any seminary professor out there and they tell you the exact same thing. There are men who go to seminary who don't need to be there. Yeah. Yes. I, I want to look, this is off topic. I want to go back to what you're talking about, about, about the pride parade thing. Uh, <laughs> the guys that are going to that in our church, they're, they're not like that, by the way. I just wanted to clarify. Like they're, they don't come back and bash. Oh, people. No, 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 no. And I know that's not what y'all are saying, but I wanted to clarify for the listeners that, that that's you know <laughs> that's we're using no. an example we're, we're, like right. they we're don't saying, they don't do that at all yeah. they're great guys we love them they, I, I, I'll be honest with you I I honestly you know I'm speaking as if like I deal with this on a daily basis in our church actually, and I actually don't no no yeah, no, 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 like, no no so so don't take this as like if if people in our church are listening it's like man I didn't know it was like that bad or people like no that's no I'm just talking about I've experienced it's, this through my life yeah and, it's very occasional that I've seen this and yeah, yeah I'm not I've saying it hasn't ever have it. I've yes. seen actually it yes. was it was the church I grew up in which is not the church we go to now but that it, I experienced it, it way way more um and yeah absolutely not those guys who who are evangelizing at a church are fantastic they don't ever do that no just giving an example of i'm thankful for them. of they yeah, but they don't do that we're yeah. saying it would be weird if they did yes exactly yeah. but i don't here's the thing is i don't feel like i have to go out and be that person either yeah just exactly. because they're going out i don't feel like well no, i've been invited and, to go and, and so and sometimes i well actually i haven't been able to go either the times they went and i don't feel guilty necessarily for not going and to the young or any Christian man listening, I mean, you don't have to feel guilty about that either. And that's what, that's a big thing about what we're doing. That's here today. what we're talking about. Yeah. We want to encourage you for one yeah. and not be discouraged because personally I've ran into a lot. I've more so discouragement than pride in the sense where, uh, sometimes even though, like you said earlier, you said something about a lit, litless test. Like it's some sort of litless test of being in the faith and where sometimes people will think like, you know, I, I don't have that kind of gift. You know, I'm comparing myself to others yep. and I just don't see myself doing that. And there's a lot of discouragement that I face yes. that I deal with a lot of the time. And sometimes that'll even be a litless test of where they'll say, I don't know if I'm saved because I don't <laughs> right. have so-and-so of a gift. And it's like, yep. no, no. It's like you just being in the church is what is going to contribute. Like you Actually, just being there, you, being faithful to be there day in and day out, when it, Sunday Dude, after Sunday, you, you said whether this, you realize it or not, you are going to be contributing so, so and say, helping the church. Well, Sam, you actually love. said this to a brother um, on Wednesday. We were talking to him, and he was feeling discouraged, and, and basically um, you just told him, like, you just coming here is means more than you know, and I can promise you if you were to leave, the elders would feel discouraged, and we would feel discouraged, which means you being here is... Yeah, an important exactly. thing. Exactly. There is a um, our our ideas of the church have become so individualized within America, and that's where I think that a lot of this comes from. And I mean, yeah, a I lot agree, of the podcasts that we've done, it's not that I'm trying to knock on America so much, but we're just so individualistic. I don't really know what it's like in other countries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like, let's go to like Taiwan. I don't know what they're like. I don't I mean, know how you're yeah. doing over there in Taiwan, <laughs> but we're not so great here. <laughs> we're struggling here. Right. Man. But I mean, the thing is, is we're so individualistic and 
that causes the issue that we think that it, but here's the thing is like, just like you were saying, even in like when you're singing hymns at church or whatever you sing, maybe when you're singing at church, hymns and spiritual songs, there you go. Um, Amen. <laughs> um, and you hear the other people singing that person singing alone is an encouragement. Yeah. And it says sing to one another. There's a reason for that, that we're commanded to sing one to another. And that's it. It's like, it's an encouragement. We're singing truth to each other. There's sometimes I just want to shut up and just have the music completely stop. Like the instruments go away. I love when it's acapella. Like Like, I would rather look, sorry for anybody who's listening at church because I'll thank y'all for all y'all do as far as music and stuff like that. But I wish that we had no instruments. <laughs> I'll, I'll come out and yeah. say it. But it would be so hard to stay in tune, though. Oh, it'd be so bad. Man, Church, Church of Christ does it every weekend. <laughs> hey, hey. Anyway, I'm not making an argument for no, that. No, 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 no. Don't look. But we need but you, us, guitarists. Yes. We need you, pianists. Yes. But. I'm not trying to be discouraging. I'm not making a. I'm not making a biblical argument. But, okay. Here, here's the thing, though. But is, it's encouraging. The reason why is because I can hear my brothers and sisters sing. Yeah. So this, so this That's Sunday, it. this Sunday, Sam, listen up. I'm singing to you, man. <laughs> singing to you. This in one's your for ear. you. Uh, he's going to sit right behind you and just kind of get right up on your right ear. Like, this one's for you, Sam. <laughs> is this encouraging to you? <laughs> I hope this is encouraging. <laughs> the next one's him, 183. This will be especially encouraging. And then after the song's over. This one's for you, baby. After, after the song's over, I lean up and I go, feel better now. <laughs> yeah, no. That's no. not what I was talking about. <laughs> not quite. Um, oh, yeah, so yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't think that we need to beat this thing into the ground too much. It's just the fact of like, I think we even have more scripture references that we didn't even get to. Yeah, I can, I can read mine. Go, go it, for it. It's just gonna back up what we've already said. It's really, really similar to the one that you opened up. With. Oh, it absolutely. actually uses yeah. a lot of the same wording. Yeah, Romans twelve, starting in verse three. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body, we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in his generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So even even acts of mercy. Yes. Generosity, exhortation. Um, Yes, teaching is on there. Hospitality is mentioned in another scripture. Uh, yeah. I don't know if we read that one, but I mean, it's like even hospitality, having people over to your house, um, serving the brothers and sisters in so many ways. And like I said, I think it's a spiritual gift when you can pray um, with all your heart for people. Like, I mean, like your heart's really in it. 
Uh, and and that's a that yeah these aren't exhaustive like the list paul gives aren't exhaustive no they're not meant to be i mean he he would be going on forever yeah exactly paper was kind of valuable back then yeah i mean a lot of of things paul and that's it well i mean a lot of people don't realize it but and this is a little bit off subject but a lot of the things that the new testament writers write are old test old testament quotes that a lot of people don't catch because it's shorthand it's so much it's shorthand yeah. for, I mean, like, um, man, I could go on and on on that, yeah. but anyway, but it's uh, like, well, for one thing, for people who think like they don't have a spiritual gift, uh, because it's not listed, that doesn't mean like you don't have one. And so like those who oh, are yeah, discouraged, right. who are like, man, I sometimes even discouraged to the point where they're like, I don't even know if I'm saved. Like, I don't know if right. I'm a Christian because I don't have the gifts that I see other people have or the ones that are listed in scripture. Uh, Paul isn't being exhaustive in them. No. Like there's so many gifts that people have been given after conversion that, that, you know, aren't listed uh, and, and stuff like that. That where also that's have to be grown. Yeah, yeah. That are beneficial to the church. Like, and so there's so many ways in which this is why it's so important to just go to church. Why yes. it's so important to just be there because it's like God will use you. God will use you to build up his church, whether he you will. realize it or not, or whether you think so or not. Like he is, he really is. Well, that's, that's, that's key, right? Because I mean, here, here's the thing. You're also not in control of timing because here, here's the thing is like, even in like when, when we're given the uh, requirements or um, all the things that an elder or a deacon should be right. It also says that they shouldn't be new converts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it's like, oh, well, I just got saved. I need to be a deacon. It's like, or an elder. And it's like, no, you should actually sit and grow yeah. in the graces that God has given you and and in the giftings that God has given you. Don't just run to the front. Mm-hmm. Stay in the back. <laughs> like, actually, I would say that that is actually a prerequisite to being a pastor yeah, or someone. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. being able to be even even Paul on, was trained in the wilderness by you know Christ right. before he became an apostle. Like before he started his ministry. I think he was out there for quite a while. Too. He was out there for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't a new convert by, by the end no. of it. No, no. I mean, well, he he lists that he was taught by Christ directly, and he makes yeah. the point in Galatians that hey, I didn't have to get all my like <laughs> stuff yeah. from basically uh, where he's defending yeah. his apostleship. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, that's off subject. But anything else? Yeah, let's bring it. Let's bring it back in, guys. Let's bring it back in. Um, let's land this plane. Uh, let's land this plane. One one wing missing. <laughs> I think it might have taken a turn when I said I was going to be on a pride float, but um, no. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so That's we're going to... the past. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan is no longer on pride floats. Yeah. I uh, won't... Well, I'm not. <laughs> um, also, he, ne- he never... He, let's just... He never was. Uh, no, I wasn't. Yeah, no, he's... We're, we're just joking. Yeah, we are joking. Yes. Um. That being said... <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. We, so we kind of got a new se- uh, we got a new segment. We we don't have a name for it. We don't have a name for it. We're not going to try and name it. We just thought that would be fun. Came up with a name for it, but it's not PC. 
<laughs> True. We're going to have to come up with a name for it. We'll have to see if it even works. I mean, and, and people need to hit the Instagram and the, the gram. As dun-na-na, dun-na-na. <laughs> Is it Manly News Report? Is it? Are we on? Look, I don't know. Are we on Instagram or are we on? We're on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are we on Twitter? Uh, I don't know. I think so. Um, just, wow. We're just, just type mailing it. Listen, Social media in general. Because that's Matt's, why we need Matt. <laughs> I know, Matt Matt's has our, set all that Matt's, up. Matt's our oh, okay. media guy. So, so, man. so he, the glue. Listen, the glue. The glue. The chance, chances yeah. are, if you're listening to us, you probably already follow us. So get out there and... Uh, we want comments, Here's, comments, questions, all that. Even stuff. on Apple podcast, if you're listening to us through that way, leave a review and say what you like. Like, I mean, I guess you can say what you don't like, but spare us. <laughs> I want to, we, we, we actually want to know what you do like. And so it's like, okay, well, I like this segment or whatever. That would be nice if we could get some feedback because the truth is, man, we're just kind of shooting in the dark here. We don't know. I mean, we're just, um, we just think that things are kind of funny and we do them and <laughs> it might be terrible for y'all. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, um, so let's, this, let's, this new segment, to rein it back in, this is, we, for, for what you need to know is this is when men do things that are newsworthy. Um, so we're going over some news stories. It's, it's stupid men and news. Stupid men and news. So uh, I guess I'll, do you want me to kick us off? Go for it. So hold on, hold on, let me say this. We don't know the story he's about to read. Nope. No. No. <laughs> Each of us have a story that none of us know how to read. And we're just going to so, comment on live. I'm going to read the headline and then I'll go into the details. All right. Okay. Florida man drives stolen truck to Space Force base to warn of battle between aliens and dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. A Florida man is accused of driving a stolen vehicle to a Space Force base in Brevard County in what he called a mission from the President of the United States, according to reports. <laughs> I like Corey this Johnson, guy. Corey Johnson, 29, stole a truck from Riviera Beach and drove to Patrick Space Force Base near the Kennedy Space Station. When Johnson tried to get on the base, he claimed the President told him in his mind that he needed to take the vehicle and warn government officials that there were U.S. aliens fighting Chinese dragons. He said Chinese dragons? Yes, he did. He was arrested. <laughs> this is incredible. I like the fact that he's like, they're, hold on, guys. They're Chinese dragons. Before you think I'm crazy, listen to me. They're Chinese. This will make more sense. Well, let's not ignore the U.S. aliens. They're American aliens. I, I kind of like that, but <laughs> yeah. Citizens. They went through the citizenship process. He was, he was arrested and charged with grand theft of a motor vehicle. So if that's not the most manly thing you could possibly do for the sake of your country, the sacrifice. The man got charged of grand theft of a motor vehicle trying to save the country. The president popped up in his From head. dragons, no less. From, dra I mean, from aliens and dragons. And it was a mission from the president. Obviously, uh, this man's man. majorly misunderstood. I don't um, know if he did miss out some deep secrets into the deep or government. <laughs> that actually did come from the president. <laughs> I mean, we just well, think he's crazy. Fever dreams really out of yeah. stuff. We don't. <laughs> it's like the I think that guy watched too many movies. It seems like something from a movie. I think that's what it was. He's like, man, I'm gonna crash this barricade well, the with first, the truck. The first two words answers it all. Florida man. Florida man. Oh. My story is from Florida too, and it's Mine's like from Florida. Too. It's, <laughs> it's so awesome. 
I don't know what's going on like, in Florida. Yeah. Like when we pull up, like these, there's these, something in the air down there. Just, let's just let's just not specify. here because ah, in the Everglade water. Okay, because <laughs> we didn't type in Florida man. Speaking stories. of we air, typed in crazy news stories in that. Okay, speaking up. of air. Now this isn't. I don't know if this you could qualify as just stupid, but it's just weird. Okay. Okay. This is just weird. Okay. okay. All right. A university professor who spent 100 days living underwater at Florida Keys Lodge for scuba divers resurfaced Friday and raised his face to the sun for the first time since March 1st. I saw that one. 100 days. 100 days? Underwater. That's pretty bad to the bone. Dr. Joseph Deturi. Imagine the pruny skin. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that guy can grip a That's slick what I said apple. You stole it. I was about to be like, man. Slick apple. <laughs> That's the first thing that came to my mind. I don't know anything else. A wet bar of soap. Yeah, I bet that guy would never drop a bar of soap. Yeah, Says uh, Dr. Joseph Deturi set a new record for the longest time living underwater without depressurization. During his stay at Jules Undersea Lodge, submerged beneath 30 feet of water in a key Largo lagoon. The wow. diving explorer and medical researcher shattered the previous mark of 73 days, two hours and 34 minutes. Uh, let's see. He said it was never about the record. It was about <laughs> extending human tolerance for the underwater world and for an isolated, <laughs> confined extreme. <laughs> yeah, just got really Florida. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? Just when you this think dude, there's a sane person I mean, in Florida. I think this dude grew up watching The Little Mermaid a lot. Uh, because, like, he's he like... Loved Atlantis. <laughs> he's like, it's for the underwater world. <laughs> That's what it's for. It's not about the record. It's that... I'm trying to adapt. Man, I think really he's just funny. hoping that by osmosis down there, he becomes like a waterbender. Oh, man. I, I think he's just trying to like think that like evolution is going to set in at a quick pace and he's going to like have gills and fins and he's going to be able to be a merman. <laughs> 100 days. 100 days. So that's, man. that's that, over. That, that's wild. That's, put that, There's that's no over way he, three months. That's three months and 10 days. There's no way he doesn't have like psychological issues now. I, like it, it only takes <laughs> it, it only takes like a, a, like maybe a month or I, something I have for a it major to go isolation. Question. How pooping? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, I bet his I wetsuit stunk, man. <laughs> Just how does that happen? Hold on. It almost made it sound like he was in a thing. Yeah, it did. It did. So I don't like when I first read it, I thought like it was in a suit. But then it almost sounded like it was like he was like in a thing. This is a so new just story. Like in a but but how do you even go on a walk? Like I mean, you just go put on your scuba diving gear and just like go stroll around Says the sea. Says he was known as Doctor Deep Sea. That's a oh that that's a that's a Spider Man villain right that's there. That's what I was about to say. Like he's a villain all yeah. way. Yeah. Okay. Except Dr. his suit. Deep so yeah. he hasn't he hasn't seen land. Vitamin C. He hasn't gotten any in years. <laughs> First of all, look at, the, look at the look at the picture of this man. He hasn't seen land since March first. No way. He looks like the Big Lebowski. He does. Actually, yeah, he does. Um, or a very, very bad version of uh, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Bradley Cooper gone wrong. <laughs> Researchers said that his cholesterol dropped 72 points. 
I have no idea what that means. Maybe oh, I should I look into know. my cholesterol more. I, I don't. It's funny that they're actually commenting on his cholesterol. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like his cholesterol okay. dropped because he Hold ate on. fish. Now this is this part. <laughs> this part's wild. He continued to teach students virtually while living underwater. Okay, so he wasn't. He wasn't like in, a, in a in a in a just a wetsuit or something. He wasn't just still psychotic. Yeah, that he I thought guess. that he was like oh it's nuts. it was for the undersea like getting to know the yeah whatever Very Floridian yeah but I like <laughs> Florida man <laughs> yeah I mean if I was gonna move to another state it'd be Florida yeah for it, sure be careful with that water though yeah be careful with the water and the I bet you he can command sharks now <laughs> like that's what oh that's another thing he looks like Aquaman too like Aquaman went wrong. <laughs> without the muscles yeah <laughs> yeah. All right, Sam, it's your turn. Go okay. for it. Well, mine isn't nearly as spectacular as y'all's, but I, don't I hope it's just as interesting. Florida, man. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you have to say, yeah, done. That's it, that's it, done. <laughs> Florida, man, tries to evade arrest by cartwheeling away from cops. <laughs> <laughs> from, by what? Florida, man, tries to evade arrest by cartwheeling <laughs> away from cops. No way. Sam. You said you didn't have the best one. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fantastic. Is there a picture? Uh, what? Is, is there, there is body there, cam footage of that? Is there a picture? There there was like a video. Uh, I have to see this. Um, I'll have to show. It's, it's an ad right now. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, it's from the New York Post, and it says, uh, it says he flipped out. <laughs> does it really say that? Yeah, it does. That's awesome. <laughs> And good play on words. Like, that's the first. That's really good. That's good journalism that's right there. That's right. It just yeah. hooks you right in. Yeah. yeah. A Florida man was caught on camera trying to evade arrest by cartwheeling <laughs> away from the police. I, You know, a lot of people can't cartwheel anymore. That's impressive. That is impressive. The now viral footage shows the gymnastics enthusiast blocking the path of a truck oh, that makes sense. at a Wawa in Orlando. I don't know what a Wawa is. Anyway. By doing a flip in the middle of the roadway, officers took him down for apparently blocking traffic, but the man was able to wiggle out of their grasp. He then launched into a cartwheel, but didn't get very far. The Orange County Sheriff's Office identified spry 40-year-old as Gianfranco Fernandez, according to Orlando outlet WOFL-TV. He was charged with battery on a law enforcement officer and resisting arrest. I bet you he thought he was a ninja. He must have. Imagine being that police officer and you're just sitting there and you're like, oh man, you like got out of my grasp and you turn around and he's launched into a cartwheel. I would have been like, <laughs> what in the case? Let him go. <laughs> Let him go. <laughs> he's earned it. He, yeah. He served his time. <laughs> or what if as a police officer, you start cartwheeling after him? <laughs> that would have been even better. Hold on, guys. I got this. Just like a Hot whole pursuit. A whole patrol. Just like <laughs> transforming like four officers are he's cartwheeling like, behind him. He's like, I've got this. <laughs> Step back. I've trained my whole life for this guy. He starts cartwheeling towards him. <laughs> that would be a good news story. Uh, yeah, that was good. That was, that was good stuff. I don't know. The Space Force one I'm still attached to. I thought that one. I thought that's probably that the is best. Good. That is that's really, probably the best one. So Mine was like actually probably the lamest, but they're all pretty good. It doesn't even make sense. 
They're all pretty good. Well, they were all good. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let us know what you think about the segment and we're out.